All righty, welcome back, everybody. Today, July 13th, Monday. So that means, you guessed it, another episode of Monday Madness. It is myself, Tavis Killian, here to present some relevant news that happened in the past few days, past week or so, so you can start off this week being in the know. So let's kick things off with a few statistics. Right now, WTI oil prices are at about $40.60. The United States rig count has fallen a little bit more. 258, that's the total, which is five less than last week and 700 less than year to date. As for the build and drawdown of petroleum stocks, the EIA has not yet reported something since we recorded our last episode of Monday Madness, but I would wager that the market in the sense of oil and gas commodities, will probably be regulated by the coronavirus. Right now, we've got lots of new scary stories about the second wave, and I think that will probably influence a slight buildup, slight accumulation in supply rather than that sweet, sweet drawdown we were all looking for. I gotta say, it's been a little bit of a stressful month. I'm sure it's been stressful for everybody for different reasons, because at the end of the month, I am moving out of my place and trying to find a new one. You know, the lease is over. Landlord wants us to scrub the walls and ceilings with a solution so we can kill the corona because he is very excited to have us out by the end of the month. Not excited in the sense that we were bad tenants or everything, but excited in the fact that he has someone new to pay him some money and live there. So good for him, I suppose. It was good to live in that house, made a lot of memories, but... Excited to see what property I'll be working with next. And speaking of property, it seems that Wyoming is actually in the market to acquire some of Occidental's land. This deal will include about 1 million acres of land and 4 million acres of mineral rights once owned by the federal government, sold the Union Pacific Railroad, later acquired by Anadarko, and finally acquired by Occidental. Now, you've definitely heard some content that we put out in the past that has talked about how Occidental is struggling with some debt right now as it made that $38 billion acquisition of Anadarko at a pretty poor time. I mean, right before the end of 2019, which, of course, was right before coronavirus, price wars, demand going negative. It's been difficult for them to surmount that. So in order to generate a little more much-needed cash flow to help balance out its debt, it sounds like Occidental will be leasing that land to the state of Wyoming. Now, this land is between Wyoming and Colorado, where Occidental also operates. Now, I've not been able to find a lot of legal documents or anything that justifies how Colorado can sell land to the state of Wyoming. And I wonder if the land would have to adhere to Colorado's regulations or Wyoming's. Definitely something to keep your eye on, as who knows, it could play out in a pretty interesting way. But I'd like to take a second to talk about commodities right now, and not the commodities you might expect from an oil and gas podcast. I'd like to talk a little bit about gold and other metals. So, of course, a lot of people have been investing in those, and those prices have been going up. In fact, gold has finally climbed above $1,800 per ounce for the first time since 2012. Now, why am I bringing this up? Well, it turns out that one commodity could actually influence another. So in this case, the metals might influence the demand and the price of the commodity of oil and gas. Mark Ledane, who is the vice president of strategy with the oil and gas data firm Validare, was put down on the record saying, A surprise is that within the commodity complex, copper, gold, and silver continue to break out, and a supply deficit versus demand remains for these and many other metals. 
A resurgence in the metals complex could be a surprise driver for oil demand given the energy requirements for extraction. It could also support funds flow into commodities. Now this is really exciting because basically he's saying a lot of people have put a lot of value into gold and in order to back that value up, well, they, well, not just gold, but copper, silver, gold as well, they need to extract some more and the extraction is pretty resource intensive in the use of hydrocarbons specifically for fuel, heating, treating. And in turn, that hypothetically could drive the prices up just a little bit. So, I mean, fingers crossed for that. I'm not sure how much influence it could actually have, but definitely something to keep your eye on. Now, moving internationally, we have a little bit to cover on the U.S.'s current relationship to Venezuela and their oil exports. Right now, the United States is essentially forbidding that any oil exportation is done from Venezuela. This is primarily because the Trump administration is looking to cut off Nicolas Maduro's regime from international oil trade. It's likely that this is a move to try and force Maduro to resign, which I consider to be rather unlikely because he has navigated some pretty tumultuous political terrain, starting from his reign all the way through, well, the economic collapse that Venezuela has been experiencing for a while now. I mean, notwithstanding the effects of the coronavirus, things have been pretty hairy already, and I don't know how much this could actually do to get Maduro to step down. I think an uprising would probably be the closest, best chance they have, and I don't know if cutting off oil exports will actually influence that. Now, how do you actually prevent someone from exporting from Venezuela, especially if there's money to be made? Well, the United States is going to continue to target those people who support what they consider this corrupt regime and do their best to try and put pressure on pretty much everyone involved in the process. Ship owners, insurance, captains, they want them to turn away from Venezuela because if the U.S. is going to identify that this ship was actually exporting oil from Venezuela, the tanker and the oil it carries will become uninsured. Now, I would argue that this almost isn't even necessary right now because the United States has so openly and vehemently spoken on this situation already that a lot of countries are refusing to trade with Venezuela because they do fear future sanctions from the Trump administration. I mean, it's no secret that this current administration has been whipping out sanctions left and right, and that is exactly what scares other countries to operate and trade with Venezuela. I mean, even now, at the end of June, tankers carrying about 18.1 million barrels of Venezuelan oil were said to be idling at sea because no one wanted to buy it. For six months, some of this oil sat there, as many potential and previous customers of Venezuela's crude were not going to take the chances of pissing off the U.S. Moving from South America to the Middle East, Iran. They plan to expand their oil production capacity. Kind of circling back to those sanctions that we mentioned before, oil minister Bijan Zangane went on TV and said, it's true that our output is low because of cruel and illegal sanctions, but things won't stay the same. Now, this is primarily in response to sanctions that the U.S. still has on Iran. And he continued saying, we need to increase our production capacity to be able to return to the market in full force and restore our share whenever necessary. Essentially, they're saying that they will plan to boost production resources now. They'll spend the time constructing those now so that they will be ready to use when, well, they're not locked into an agreement by OPEC to reduce the amount of oil they produce and trade. Although, as data shows, they had not been super compliant with those numbers before, so I would not be surprised if they kind of tapped into those resources sooner rather than later. Now, it makes sense that this may cause some contention within that OPEC agreement, but 
Thankfully, here in the good old United States, we've got a little bit of a different situation going on. Thankfully, WTI prices have, for the most part of June and July up until now, outside of a few hiccups, have remained at around $40 a barrel. Now, this may not seem like exceptional news for a lot of people, but this is good news for a lot of the majors. Large U.S. oil producers, such as ConocoPhillips, have announced that they will begin to bring back oil production that was shut in due to lower prices. Now, they're not doing this exclusively to force people out of the market, although that could factor in a little bit. But they do know how to produce oil at $40 pricing, thanks to a few of the assets they have within their portfolio. Now, this is something I've been talking about for a couple of months now, ever since that price war started right before coronavirus got big internationally. I was mentioning that sometimes the majors are going to have options. They're going to have ways that they can produce at lower prices. And what that does is continue to add more oil to the market and stabilize those prices for longer periods of time. As you know, we are already working to get through a lot of the storage that was built up during the start of this pandemic. And if ConocoPhillips and other majors that can afford to produce now do choose to produce now, that's oil that mid-cap and small companies can't exactly produce. That's a demand they can't meet. That is a price that they will continue to be unable to produce at. So this latter half of the year could be filled with some acquisitions, some mergers, a lot of people getting rid of, well, debt getting rid of assets that they can't produce from, getting rid of liabilities, things that will not bring a positive cash flow into their company. And outside of that, outside of those small guys, I'd keep an eye on Occidental. Talked about it a little bit earlier, but they made, well, I wouldn't say they made a bad choice. They made a choice at a bad time more specifically. So who knows? Those assets from both Occidental and old Anadarko pieces could go to someone for a fantastic price. But that is about all I have for this week. So until I see you next time, take care.